Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well. It's a quiet Saturday morning, and I wanted to put together a little teaching, uh, something that's been on my heart for a long time. And uh, I was going to write it down and send it out, but for some reason I felt like it would be better if I recorded it this time uh, so that you know you can play it back uh, or play it over and over or do whatever you want with it. Uh, so what I wanted to do with this one, uh, and I'm not going to take too long, maybe 15 minutes or so, I'm going to talk about something that most would think, especially believers, would be simple and easy. But what's happening, in, uh, if you study it out in many of today's church expressions, this subject has become very complicated and even warped uh, in its understanding. And the subject I'm going to speak on is honor. So before I get into the teaching part, uh, I want to set a foundation in the understanding that, that in the Bible and in Scripture, there are several Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic words for honor, and they're used, they're used very different, differently throughout Scripture. One of them means a simple respect, and another means a basic human dignity, and another translates to glory. And another translates to a holy honor that comes from God. And in my experience, over the last several years, in many positions in many churches, I've witnessed church leaders operating in like a dysfunctional church setting and using a warped honor teaching as a tool to control the flock. And I'm going to address that in a few minutes. So the bottom line up front, or the main point I want to try to convey in this teaching, is that the absolute highest form of godly honor we could bestow on each other or on any human is, is simple truth. Being, tr being truthful to one another is the foundation of all kingdom relationships. This is because the highest form of honor Jesus can bestow on any of us is truth. In John chapter 14, 15, and 16, the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. Scripture writers in many translations record Jesus saying, Truly I say to you, or I tell you the truth. This is recorded more than a hundred times in some, in some translations. And this wasn't just cultural lingo. He said that for a reason. Jesus always spoke the truth, and in his truth was his honor for the Father. He was operating in honor when he called the scribes and he called the Pharisees empty cups and blind guides and whitewashed tombs and broods of vipers and devils. Many would say, was that honorable? Well, the answer is yes, because his honor was not for those men. It was for God. Several years ago, I was involved as a leader in a church where the head leader of the church, over time, developed a very perverted obsession with honor and, and being honored himself. And in this church, honor was usually taught from the pulpit in reaction to some type of incident that occurred in the past where a perception of dishonor was discovered. And because of this, a very warped understanding of honor began to form and began to be taught. And there was continuous discussion in leadership meetings about how certain people did or did not honor correctly, or they didn't align correctly, or they didn't conform or submit correctly. 
So whenever there was any type of criticism or questions or perceived lack of submission or a misunderstanding, it always came down to the idea that someone wasn't honoring correctly. So the solution for all disagreements and all perceptions of division was to have even more distorted teachings on honor. And this became a vicious cycle and a vicious circle that over time, it caused many mature and powerful believers to leave this particular church expression. Yes, it got that bad. And in the world, and in many times in the church, honor is taught through the lens of men or a man perspective and not always taught through a Jesus perspective. And when this happens, the scope of the teaching usually involves honor as order, honor as obedience, honor as submission, honor as conforming or being compliant, honor as being quiet and non-divisive, honor as being properly aligned in the church, honor as giving special gifts and money, or honor as some type of special reverence that the church needs to bestow upon special church leaders. And beloved, none of this is God's honor. Man-conceived honor is very rarely taught as just simply being truthful to each other, no matter what. This is because honor as truth doesn't always turn out rosy for everybody. But truth was the essence of Jesus' teachings on honor. The reason why is because he never tried to honor people. Let me say that again. Jesus never tried to honor people. He tried to honor the Father. And through the Father, men received godly honor through truth. Sometimes this turned out really good for people, and sometimes it didn't. But it was still honor. Honor can look like reverence, or it can look like discipline in the kingdom of God. So, the greatest honor any person could ever bestow on me is for them to tell me the truth. It means that they care for me and they love me so much that they're willing to operate in the courage to tell me the good or the bad, no matter what. Surrounding yourself with people like that will manifest godly honor every time. Meditate on that for a second. This type of honor will do more for you in your walk with Jesus than any man-made honor that comes in the form of some special obedience or submission or alignment or, or money gift or flattery. There's no greater honor than for Jesus to speak the truth to you and me. So in that, we're supposed to do likewise with each other. What's not taught many times in dysfunctional church settings is that believers are not to seek honor from one another. And if it's received, we're not to keep it or cherish it or use it as a tool for self-promotion or manipulation or some type of gain for ourselves. Any honor a believer receives is to come from Jesus and go back to Jesus. When someone offers a mature believer a hard truth in the form of honor, they're always going to take it to prayer and contemplation for a time, and they're going to give it back to Jesus in order to honor him properly. This is honor in its most pure form. Another way to put it is that I don't necessarily want to hear your truth. What I want to hear is God's truth come through you. So when a weak or a narcissistic leader is confronted with godly honor in the form of truth, they won't see it as honor. They'll see it immediately as a personal attack and they'll reframe the entire thing as division or lawlessness 
or some lack of submission to their position. Weak leaders can't connect with true honor because God's honor carries conviction. And narcissists are allergic to conviction and they're allergic to criticism. So when confronted with a truth that hurts, they immediately begin controlling, manipulating, and changing the narrative in order to find agreement. And they will bring people to their side in any situation where a painful truth has been presented. And when this happens, mature believers need to run from it. They're no longer in a healthy or functional church environment. The irony in all of this is that weak leaders want and seek honor, but when they actually receive true honor, they reject it because they're looking for an inferior honor that always makes them look good, no matter what. When a strong leader is confronted with true honor or a hard truth, they receive it because they know that they can give it back to Jesus, whether it feels good or it feels bad to them. A strong church leader understands where honor comes from and where it's going. They don't hold on to honor long because it doesn't belong to them. Strong leaders welcome truth with no consideration for the vessel that carries it to them. Let me say that again. Strong leaders welcome truth without any consideration for the vessel or the person that brings it to them. Any believer can bring truth where strong leaders are found because all truth from Jesus is honorable. Here's another point that's very rarely taught in a dysfunctional church setting. We receive honor from God when we're worthy of the honor. Jesus does not honor dishonor. He doesn't honor false teaching and he does not honor manipulation. And he does not honor everyone. Let me say that again. Jesus does not honor everyone. He did not honor the Pharisees, but he did honor God when, the, uh, God when he called them out publicly for false teaching and for manipulation. In this case, he honored truth first and foremost. Jesus honors those who are worthy, and Jesus is the example we follow when we honor one another. Many dysfunctional church leaders teach a universal and generic honor. And they'll say things like, elders are worthy of double honor. Well, this idea comes from 1 Timothy 5.17. It is in scripture. The problem with that idea is that it's incomplete because much of that scripture has been left out when it's taught in a dysfunctional setting. The verse actually says, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. When you translate that verse, what it means is a double honor is given by God to those leaders who labor well in teaching and leading. Beloved, understand that this honor is earned. Only those leaders who lead, teach, and labor well receive this honor. It's not given to a leader simply because they have a title. Let me say that again. God's honor is not given to a leader by God or anyone else simply because they carry the title inside a church setting. Romans 2.10 states, There is glory, honor, and peace to everyone who does good. Not everyone. Everyone who does good. 
And there are dozens more Bible verses that I could, I could show or I could talk about right now that, that prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that godly honor is something that's earned. It's not a universal generic thing like declaring world peace. The correct teaching of honor removes the perverted idea that we bestow some special honor on every person who has a title or holds an office. God doesn't do this, and we shouldn't either. In fact, we're to address those who operate in dishonor and dysfunction and false teaching and manipulation or control. We're to address those people publicly, first with a few and then with everyone. This idea is also found in 1 Timothy chapter 5, the same place you find the verse on the double honor. In the church of Jesus, truth equals honor. It works across the board. It's universal. We submit ourselves one to another in multiplicity. Honor is not a one-way street. We can only give honor to those he honors. Yes, we should always show simple respect and human dignity and politeness and humility and operate in all the fruits of the Spirit, but we are never to fabricate a false honor system that avoids truth. Instead, we honor Jesus by speaking the truth. Respect, biblically, is also a form of honor. There is actually a root word for honor that translates to respect, but that is not godly honor. Respect can be for positions or it can be for ideas. But scripture also tells us that Jesus is not a respecter of persons and that he has absolutely no use for man-made or man-developed honor. So aside from godly honor, which we know is something that's earned, how do we just respect each other? Well, respect, if you really want to think about it, is, about, is as much about what we don't do as what we do do. Respect means we don't manipulate people. Respect means we don't talk down to people. We don't take advantage of people for personal gain. We don't gossip. We don't slander the name of people. We don't form cliques and sides and groups and rally people to our personal agendas. And we don't lie. We don't gauge a person's worth to us by their income or their education or their gender or how much money they give to the church or any, any other grouping you can come up with. We don't respect someone based on how useful they are to us and our ambitions. This is the essence of respect, and respect is universal. We should have a general and a universal respect for all mankind. But again, this is not godly honor, and it's not even close. So you might ask, how do I recognize true and how do I recognize false honor? Well, in a dysfunctional church paradigm where church leaders operate in a perverted paradigm of honor, they honor positions and titles. And they'll say, honor me because I am a blank, because I am a this or because I am a that. You can fill in whatever church position you want right there. In these types of dysfunctional systems, honor means you're submitted and you're obedient and you're aligned and you're on the side of leadership, but you're really on the side of the, of the rank or the position. Speaking the truth is not considered honor in a dysfunctional church system. Leaders in these systems are more willing to discard people in the flock to maintain this culture of honor than they are to hear truth. You, you can recognize this by the trail of mature and powerful believers who make an exodus from these systems when this type of thing begins to arise. Honor is like currency in these systems and you have to pay it.
God offers no honor in these systems because men are operating in their own inferior form of honor that they've created. And God does not mix his honor with anything that's inferior. True leaders and priests in his kingdom, they lay down their own inferior honor over and over again to save and protect the flock. They have no desire to receive honor from anyone. And when they do receive it, they quickly surrender it back to the Father where it came from. They don't need to rally, and they don't need to coerce, and they don't need to manipulate people into some perverted man-made honor culture. And they don't require payment of honor through obedience or submission or some type of alignment. They welcome disagreement. They welcome criticism. They stand accountable to the entire flock. Let me say that again. A strong leader stands accountable to the entire flock that they're responsible for. Strong leaders want the spirit of truth to operate at all times, even when it doesn't make them look good. The greatest church leaders I know today are far more submitted to their flock than their flock would ever be submitted to them. This is the essence of godly honor. This is, this is what Jesus tried to teach in John chapter 13, 14, and 15. This is what Jesus is correcting in the church right now. If you have spiritual eyes to see, if you just want to take a look, you're seeing it play out right now in front of all of us in the church in America. May Jesus continue to open the eyes of all of his beloved priesthood and tear down these false church systems that manipulate and enslave his people. May his priesthood be free to spread his honor, his glory, and his peace in all of the earth. Amen and amen.